the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Uh, sometime this summer, I'm going to sit down and write down all my stories and trends that I want you to know. I'm going to have a big show. Maybe I'll make it a, whole, a week-long show, like a back-to-school event. One of my trends that I'm pretty big into is athleisure. One of the trends that I'm pretty big into is the millennial shopper, the 18 to 35-year-old, what they want, what they don't want. In some cases, it's what they want, organic foods. In other cases, what they don't want, a car, a house. They don't necessarily need it. They can share other people's. I always wanted a house let's just say a beach house in Hawaii. Um, I'd have my own house, I'd have my vacation house. Eh, I could just go on Airbnb and use somebody else's. And that's kind of where the millennials are thinking. So I'll put this all into perspective at some point in time. Nike dominates the NBA. More than 75% of the players in the NBA wear Nike or Jordan brand shoes. Curry is a star in the world of investing. Um, Not resigning Curry was a huge mistake by Nike. One of the biggest marketing blunders to date. Um, one shoe is not enough. The Curry one is a terrific shoe and is sold very well. Um, it's considered Under Armour's first street shoe. Uh, but one shoe is not enough. Dwayne Wade is something that we need to look for. If you look back at Dwayne Wade shoe by Converse, it was a trick shoe, but it's debuted not guaranteed continued success. In fact, Wade has never had another great shoe even though he continued to play at an elite level. With that being said, Nike controls more than 90% of the U.S. basketball shoes. Under Armour's 1%. We'll see if Under Armour is able to do anything with Curry. I like both Nike and Under Armour. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. So you and I recently were talking about younger people having a lot of money in cash. Right. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, they don't trust the market. I was talking to an HR person recently, and she's like, yeah, my company does 8% match, and all I got to do is get these young people to sign something, and they just don't do it. Like, they're turning down 8% free money. Yep. 
And another thing she said is in their 401k, they, they take 10% out, but it all stays in cash. Yeah. I, I think it's the 99.1% you know, movement that we had that almost worked against the same people. Okay. Um, because of what happened on Wall Street. And, you know, I, I believe some people should have been thrown in jail for what happened with the credit crisis. Um, I think some people, and going even further back, uh, let's talk about people thrown in jail because I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. In, let's, in, who are we going to throw in jail from the IRS? In 99 to 2001, <laughs> there was that excessive period where we, from 96 to 2000, we went straight up. Yeah. Crazy markets. Mm-hmm. And then when it fell apart, you know, the people who were hurt were people who got in late. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people who hurt those people were like some CEOs of like that should never have been CEOs, companies that should never have been publicly traded. That's mm-hmm. something that I wish our SEC could figure out. Yeah, like shouldn't there be a tougher requirement for going public? Nope. And remaining public, I mean, like, can you justify no revenue and have a huge multiple on your stock? If you've got no earnings and you've got little revenue, I th- like I think there should be some warning signs. Yeah. on the stock ticker or something. So at least people see, like, if this company continues this, they'll run out of money in three years. Right. Yeah. Which is one of those tools that you and I like. Barron's always does a annual edition of companies that are burning through cash. Yeah, that's a great one. And it's 100 companies. It's like, I don't want to own any of those 100 companies. <laughs> let's, let's take a looksy looksy. That's right. Um, people it, going to jail. It's it's tough. Yeah, they could be... So the, the 99%, 1%, you know, the all those protests, everything else, they're those same people. I mean, are you ever going to trust Wall Street again? They're not going to trust somebody sitting in a room with a suit and tie anymore. So that's why you have all of these technology-based money management firms showing up because people would rather trust technology than they'll trust some guy in a suit. Um, and I get it. I get it. They, they've seen their parents go through hell yeah. in terms of two bubbles, putting off their retirement, college education soaring, and they seem like they don't trust Wall Street yet. If we look past the hundred years, you know, from today, the market's averaged over eleven percent. Yeah, there's even, no better return, even despite these bubbles. And it's and people, statistically, there's no safer thing to do. Yeah, you know, and, and people look at, especially in the Bay Area, it's an issue because then people trust real estate more. I was talking to a person that they, they moved out of their house. Um, they've got, you know, you, if, as long as you've lived out for two out of the last five years, you can sell it and exclude your $500,000 if you're married of gains. So they're up against that time frame. They've got to put it up for sale now to sell it because that $500,000 exclusion goes away. And you're like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I want to sell it. I'm getting $50,000 net rental income on that. And when I did the math on the equity on this Palo Alto home, it was a 2% income. Yeah. It seems like a big check coming in the door. Sure. But you could double that in in uh, a balanced portfolio in terms of income and so it's not that great a cash flow. So people trust kind of the wrong things right now. Um, so we get, we got to get these kids to just learn how to, number one, be able to invest on their own, yeah. be able to use technology so they can see it and trust it. Um, and it's something that I've become kind of passionate about. We're working on a program just for that at our company because we've always managed half a million dollars and above. And um, I'm looking out, you know, these are our clients in 10, 15 years. So let's give them a tool um, so they can do it on their own and do it kind of with technology so they get more comfortable with the market again instead of just think about the, the scumbags that sold collateralized debt obligations and then sold, sold insurance on top of it. It is really unfortunate that, you know, we did go through the quote-unquote two bubbles. And what were those two bubbles? Just making sure I got the You got the bubbles. tech correction and you got the okay. credit crisis. Okay. The credit how, crisis how? pulled down real estate. And during the tech correction, 
um, you know, in 99, 2000, 2001, my small cap value funds, my REITs, they were doing great. Real yeah. estate was doing great. Credit crisis pulled everything down. Everything fell off a cliff. Asset allocation didn't technically work because um, there were so much redemptions in the world of hedge funds and all these yeah. leveraged assets that hedge funds even had to sell off their gold and oil, the things that tend to do well during a crisis, in order to redemptions. Um, but it created some major value. Like a lot of bond funds, like higher yield bond funds, dropped 20 30%. You know, we jumped on some of that stuff in 2009 and had double-digit type returns in things like bond funds. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. Starbucks has plans to become the next McDonald's. Coffee chain is constantly introducing improved food offerings. It still has kind of a fast food feel to it. Starbucks is virtually the only large incumbent out there that can offer millennial parents the convenience of a fast food chain and food they would not feel guilty or embarrassed to feed their kids. If you go into a Starbucks while you're ordering your coffee in the morning, take a look at what the people are eating in the sandwiches. There's also a lot of kid-friendly snack options, um, organic fruit squeezes, organic fruit snacks, organic uh, Greek yogurt, um, captured millennials. Um, and their children is key because they become lifelong customers. Um, I think Starbucks is a really, really smart company. And again, you know, I could do a story one day about millennials think that if you take your children to uh, McDonald's, it's like being a criminal. Uh, I kind of agree now, but then the next day I'll do the story of like, hey, millennials. They're actually proud to feed their kids food from Starbucks. I show you everything I can show you. I swear to you I do. Um, I give The show has all my warts and more. That's going to be the title of my autobiography. All my warts and more. Um, there's no one smarter in financial media. I'm not saying there's no one smarter, but in financial media than me. And I don't say that lightly. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. This is my favorite segment of the day, because I've kind of pulled everything together in my head. News really doesn't happen at 4 a.m., so I get up at 4.35. Uh, by 4.45, when I get up at 4.30, you start seeing a story here, an idea there. And you start putting it all together. You know, um... It takes a little bit of time to get the East Coast, you know, up in speed, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock when, you know, 
um, businesses have been chugging, so to speak. Finland's Rovio signed a deal with Danish toy maker Lego to launch a line of Angry Birds building blocks as a bid to revive its alien licensing business based on the popular mobile game. If Angry Birds doesn't give you a business lesson, I don't know what could. Their earnings dropped 73% last year due to a drop in licensing of the Angry Birds brands on toys, clothing, and sweats. Um, the release of the Lego Toys would coincide with the premiere of its full-length Angry Birds movie. It's going to come out in the spring 2016. I get it. It's a cute franchise. But the business lesson there is 73% drop in licensing. What is hot now, at one point in time, Angry Birds was hot. I saw some in Rushdie on Craig Ferguson go, I got three out of three stars on all 30 levels. And uh, Sashdi is my favorite author of all time. Uh, I think the way he writes is so sing-songy beautiful. Um, but that's a whole different story. Uh, the Moor's Last Sigh, fantastic novel. Um, just unbelievably beautiful. About a guy who ages twice as fast as he should. Amazon has wanted to become a major force in video games. Now they've hired a dream team of video game developers who are working on an ambitious new PC game project. Uh, if you think of Amazon as DVDs and books, you're thinking very, very wrongly. They're a big web services company. Um, they're trying to find product and services to fit into their Kindle Fire. I think if you have a kid and he wants to play the iPad, get him a Kindle. It's a lot cheaper. And... Uh, Get him, I mean, again, if you, money's no object, do it the way you want to do it. But if money's an object, do it the way I suggest do it. Uh, back to the Rovio Angry Birds thing, earnings dropping 73%. Apple's hot and sexy right now, but at one point in time, Sony was hot and sexy. At one point in time, Palm Pilots were hot and sexy. one point in time, Blackberries were hot and sexy. I guarantee you 10 years from now, tech's going to look a lot different than tech looks today. What's interesting now is that some tech companies have so much money that they'll be able to buy what they want. Um, 10 years ago, Facebook wasn't all that in a bucket of chicken. I think it's got another good 10 years left in it. So, But again, we continue to look at the data on you know people using it and engaging it. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of privacy concerns about Facebook selling your information, but they're not selling your information. They're promising advertisers to hit the demographics that advertisers want. I don't like the cyber-stalking nature of Facebook. I find it a little disturbing. I've been guilty of it. I can tell you I've looked up X's and just seen where did they go, how big did they get, uh, who did they end up with. One of my exes ended up uh, almost immediately with another guy and almost immediately engaged in a truly hilarious, like, I don't feel that bad. Uh, the guy's such a dork that he gets an engagement cake with their faces on it. And to me, that's pretty dorkish. Um, she had been previously engaged to a guy who got engaged at Disneyland. And it just tells me, like, she's got some issues. Um, so I'm glad I didn't end up there. But... I don't know. I continue to ramble on like an idiot. American Pharaoh jockey Victor Espinosa has given all of his winnings from uh, the Triple Crown, the Belmont, uh, back to a cancer center, a city of hope. Hopefully, uh, we all can learn a lesson from that. Money isn't everything. Money helps you fund your retirement. 
hopefully this retirement looks pretty good. And then at some point in time, you figure out how you can give back to your community, whether it's coaching soccer, because you used to be a soccer player and you want to coach, you know, East Palo Alto. Or if you want to coach the, the wealthy kids on West Palo Alto, that's fine as well. Just helping kids enjoy youth is, I think, an important charitable cause. Salesforce just became the part, a uh, big part of the SP 500 for the first time. It's the largest employer in San Francisco, the city by the bay. If you've never been to San Francisco, please come if you're listening to me on the podcast. I've got a pretty big podcast. People know me. I'm kind of a big deal. I wear, I've got many fine leather-bound books that smell of rich mahogany. I'm very important. I drink scotch. Mr. T even knows me. Did you know Mr. T knew me? That's right. Mr. T knows me. Shut up, boo. <laughs> Thanks, T. Took you a while to chime in. Sitting in the corner all quiet and such. I loved Mr. T as a kid. I used to eat Mr. T cereal. And if you think I'm making that up, go Google Mr. T cereal. Um... Maybe I'm making it up and just making a convenient story. Walmart loses an insane amount of money every year to theft. They lose about $3 billion every year, about 1% of its revenue. Um, that's a lot of money. I know everyone loves to hate them, but that's a lot of money. I was watching the NBA Finals last night, and I started thinking, like, there's a lot of people who hate big banks and such. And I was looking at how much money is contained inside one sporting event. Let's just hypothetically say the seats cost $200, and you look at 20,000 people, and you look at all the restaurants, all the beer, all the bars, look at all the pre-parties. Do you see what big economic event? Like, I want the series to go seven games, but I don't want the series to go seven games because the money that goes into a sporting event typically goes to, you know, the players and the owners and such. Um, it goes into empty calories like food and beer, which is great. And it goes into, I guess, goes into the waitresses. So I like that angle of it, the waiters and the waitresses. Um, and I, I love the, you know, the taxes on all that go to the state. And that's good because, you know, California is going to need that money because we're going to have to figure out where we're going to get our water and such. But I kind of wish people weren't throwing down 200 to $4,000 on a ticket uh, for a sporting event you could watch on television. For free. Um, I wish people were putting that in their retirement accounts, but uh, that's what I see. See, I see 20,000 people. I go, I bet 5,000 of these people have no money saved for retirement. I bet 10,000 have a lot of money saved for retirement because they can afford those tickets. I'm guessing they're pretty well educated uh, because that's a lot of money. So uh, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Yahoo has licensed an NFL game that's going to be broadcast on the Internet, the Buffalo Bills against the Jacksonville Jaguars on October 25. That's kind of a Netflix kind of story. Things are changing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Salesforce.com just took another step toward hitting a big milestone. It became part of the Fortune 500 list for the first time. It's a pretty big San Francisco-based company, and it's nice to see uh, just the growth of it. 90% of all enterprise software is still bought into seven countries worldwide. For people in San Francisco in the tech sector, this is... Uh, you know, a, a thumbs up. Salesforce is the largest employer in San Francisco and its biggest annual conference, Dreamforce, tracks so many people that you would think Salesforce had made the list a long time ago. Um, huge future for Salesforce.com. Buy on dips is the principle there. Let's talk a little real estate. Let's talk with Tony Mendez. Joining me now, Bay Area Loan Source.com's very own Tony Mendez. You can hear him. Thursday evenings on this radio station, on this show, on a regular basis, but Thursday evenings from 6 to 7, when he does his real estate report for KDOW AM 1220. One of the areas that I, I saw that was interesting was household wealth up $10 trillion in the year 2013, which was a 14% increase from 2012. Household wealth is stocks and bonds. So we feel, I mean, that's a lot of wealth. You see that headline and Americans are up $10 trillion in household wealth, value of home, stocks, banks, accounts, when you minus out mortgages, credit cards, and debts. That's psychologically pretty powerful. It is, yeah. So of that, $5.6 trillion came from the increase in stocks, whereas just $2.3 trillion, half of what came from stocks went from home values. And that's, I'm not knocking it. That's a good number. What's nice to note about that is just telling the story, $10 trillion, that's future economy spending to me. And that's psychologically pretty powerful. If people's homes go up in value, what do they do? They spend, They usually they feel better about their value in their house and they start spending money. They take equity lines out or they cash out some way or another, or they start spending more money in their credit card to improve their property. That's the first thing that people usually do. And then they'll say things like, you know what? It looks like we're going to make it to retirement, so let's go on a vacation. Or... Let's make another, and they go on vacation, make a baby, and that's mm-hmm. financially a very big decision. That's probably a bigger decision than buying a house now, because yep. it's two hundred, it's about three hundred thousand plus dollars from age zero to seventeen to raise a kid. That's a house in most of America, right? So, families of four in the Bay Area, I don't get it. I don't get it. That's you're committing but to it. It's a it's a very interesting combination where you have a child, and you go, you know what? We have a child now. We have to buy a house. Yeah. So buying a house and having a child, two of the largest decisions you'll ever make. You know, having a kid, though, is also a great financial decision because some of the things that you were doing before going on vacations and getting no return, other than you seeing the Louvre, you're now putting into a house or you're now putting into education, which does have a return on investment. You're putting into better financial assets. But let's talk about household wealth, $10 trillion. Let's say I'm feeling good. My home value, according to Zillow, has done great. I'm not assuming that's a real number, but let's just say it's close. Um, how do I go about getting a home equity line of credit? What's that look like? Well, there's a couple ways you can do it. Uh, the most common way is uh, online with some of the large banks. It okay. seems to be the easiest way. Um, you may or may not get the best rate. There's several places you can go online, like bankrates.com, and look at some of the, the products that lenders are offering. Of course, it's all tied towards your equity and how much you're actually borrowing. The lo- surprisingly, the larger amount you borrow, the lower the rate. If you only borrow 50000 you might get prime plus one as opposed to 200000 with prime plus zero. So it all depends on what your your scenario looks like. What documents do I need? 
It's going to be similar to the the whole loan transaction. Okay. You still have to prove that you you qualify. Tax. Um, Do I submit taxes? Um, in most cases, you will. Yes. Okay. Two years of taxes. In most cases, you will. Yes. If I lived in Texas, would I have to submit Texas taxes? Texas, you know, usually you don't have to do state taxes, but federal. Okay. And that's nice to know because all my taxes are PDF. Do you see most people's taxes PDF or do people sometimes drop I've seen so, most people, to be honest with you, send me one PDF of one year and a uh, fax copy of, a, of the next year. Okay. It always seems to be kind of, it, you know, it's funny what I've known. People switch tax, tax accountants a lot, yeah. a lot more than I thought they would have, more than they do with cars. It's interesting. My life was so easy tax-wise until I turned 30. And every year since then, it's gotten more and more complicated. As I've added more properties and more types of investments, um, I highly recommend you. Well, I mean, CPI. I switched because I, I, I soon, you know, when I, as soon as I moved out of my property and, and I owned multiple rentals, and I started using a different type of accountant. And it, I also went from self-employed to W-2. So there's different reasons why. He's the best in real estate. He is Tony Mendez. He does the show here Thursday evenings, 6 to 7. Listen to it. Listen to Chad's show, New Focus on Wealth from 1 to 2. I think those these three types of shows, mine and theirs, really give you an end-to-end you know, pie, so to speak, of everything that you need to know on financial issues, whether it's financial planning, whether it's accumulating wealth, whether it's how to manage your 401k or how to manage your mortgage and treat it as the business decision that it is. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. <clears throat> I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. One of the questions I recently got was tied towards Lululemon. And will the stock lose ground after they report earnings? I wish I knew. If I knew exactly what it was going to do, I would sell everything I own and take it um, to the bank and put a big investment. Even if it's a 1% move, if I knew exactly what it was going to do, I'm going to... No one knows exactly on the short term. Over the long term, do I like it? Yeah. So over the long term, you start liking a lot of things. So you have to start spreading some of your bets around. Um, Lululemon is, you know, apparel tied towards athletic apparel. Athleisure is the category name. It's a trend. It's not going away. The yoga-inspired athletic apparel retailer. Um, they're going to see slower sales and earning gains than it did in the prior quarter as the harsh winter in many parts of the United States kept people from going shopping. Plus, there was the West Coast port labor slowdown. Uh, so it's, we know that the quarter's not going to be great, but we question, like, what's your next quarter look like? Um, athleisure, you know, there's some power brands like Nike and Under Armour. There's the people that sell the shoes, like locker look at all the people walking around in the world they all have shoes on their feet right something it's one of the reasons why you want to invest in athletic apparel um, a lot of people have options in you know clothes are you a t-shirt guy or are you a loose fitting yoga shirt guy um, you might remember Lululemon got into a lot of trouble because their pants were sheer. They had some black sheer pants that you could see through, which I didn't have a problem with, being a red-blooded American man. Um, but a lot of people saw the product as a problem 
and the stock got hit. And if you look back in history, it was a buying opportunity, not a selling situation. So if the port shutdown s slows them down, it might create another buying opportunity. Again, you start looking at how many players are there in t-shirts. There's probably like a, a thousand, right? How many players, like if you want a shirt that has a bear on it, if you want a shirt that has a flag on it, if you want a shirt like has just nothing on it, if you want a shirt that has a logo on it, there's probably a thousand brands that make t-shirts. Same thing with pants, you know. Um, there's nothing that really stands out to me. But when you start getting into athleisure, you start really, with style tied towards it, you start narrowing how many players there are. So it's worthy of note. Just throwing it out there. You know what I'm saying? Walmart. Raymond James upgraded the stock to strong buy from outperform on expectation. The big box retailer offers more reward than risk at its current share price. Linden Club edged a little higher. They got an upgrade today from Pacific Crest to overweight, citing stable price trends and higher confidence in consumer conversion. $23 price targets nearly 23% higher than where it closed uh, last week. Apple is kicking off its Worldwide Developers Conference. Analysts expect some details on some new services and some new hardware upgrades. You'll probably hear a little bit about, hey, now is the time for the watch to start shining. McDonald's reported a less than expected decline in global same-source sales as a 2.3% gain in European sales offset a 2.2% fall in the United States. Uh, there's a big push to make everything a little bit healthier. Sometimes a lot healthier, sometimes a little bit healthier. J.P. Morgan Chase lower following a weekend report in the Sunday Times that said the bank had held preliminary talks for a $9 billion acquisition. Stifle Financial is going to acquire Barclays Wealth and Investment Management in Americas. The unit employs about 180 financial advisors and manages roughly $56 billion in assets. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. One analyst today is predicting that Netflix could hit $1,400 a share. Seeing that it's you know near about 630-ish, it's rallied 85% this year. One analyst is saying that it can more than double from here. Um, he says, quote, you see the stock really started to pop when Netflix began talking about international expansion. International growth in Netflix is really the story. It's a massive move higher. The opportunity that exists here is huge. They expect to be in roughly 200 markets this time next year. Netflix currently has roughly 62 million subscribers. The analyst that uh, gives it the big upgrades sees the number rise to at least 150 million over the next five years. Impressive. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I know you have choices. I promise if you listen, I'll do the very, very best I can to get you as up-to-date as possible on financial news and news that you can use. Today is the World Web Developers Conference out of Apple. I'll have a full rundown of what we learned tomorrow uh, for you. Tell friends about the show. You know that I'm on iTunes. You can always get the podcast there. Know that I'm also at kdow.biz if you want to live stream the show. Tell your friends. It's the way of keeping me relevant and in the news and media. I work hard at this to the point that I am the smartest financial media guy on radio. I'm not selling you product that you don't need. I'm not selling you product that makes a lot of money. I'm giving you financial content to help you get to retirement. Um, some of it's more relevant than others. You know, Salesforce.com becoming a Fortune 500 company, that doesn't tell you much. So I have to try to like go a little bit further with that and saying, you know, Fortune 500 companies typically are very good things. They're big businesses. Now, you can't live with big businesses alone in your diet of financial product. So you have to get out there and try to find something else. It would be nice if you could just go, whoo, done. But quite. Um, I like Salesforce.com. And they're growing because they're being added to this list. Boston Scientific sends IT staff to customers to devise a new product. First, the medical device maker, Boston Scientific, sent an internal IT staff to visit customers. The visits have led to ideas for new features and other services. The meetings also uh, give a chance to test new technologies. So Boston Scientific makes a lot of stuff that goes in your body when your body starts to break down. We're all getting older. We're all going to live a little bit longer because drugs are great and genetic testing is helping to figure all this stuff out. Um, but we're going to need more stuff put in our body because we're living longer. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Etsy is leaning on machine learning to help you find the right bedazzled wallet. Etsy is one of those companies that has kind of had a, an amazing stock market story. Um, it's not my cup of tea. When you do online retail, uh, I need something a little bit bigger than what Etsy does. Not, not going to go for that one. Could I try to trade it? Oh, now you're talking. That's when things start getting interesting, right? When you start trying to pull off the trades. Some stocks you want to own, some stocks you want to rent. Um, I once, for a very, very short period of my life, under a year, was married to a Playboy model. Um, instead of getting married, probably should have just had a long engagement, if you know what I'm saying. I knew that it wasn't going to work. The day we hitched the knot, or whatever it is, I went swimming with sharks just in case, you know, the gods wanted to tell me something they could have taken me at that, that moment. Uh, she was not a good person, and I knew it. Totally knew it. Uh, saw the whole thing coming, if you want to get, you know, specific. Uh, just a little too loco in the cocoa. Uh, other stories out there uh, that I'll try to talk about. Sometimes they make a ton of sense. Sometimes they make almost no sense. You know, I'm telling you a little bit about Starbucks today. Is it time to buy the stock? I think their fast food offerings are better than McDonald's. And 
you know, where do you take your kids for food? I'm seeing more and more parents saying, you know, I'm going to get a coffee, get the kids an egg sandwich. Um, and it seems to have, like, real bread, real egg, and cage-free scenarios. I'm not a coffee guy. I, I'm rich, but I'm rich because I don't go to Starbucks, but I own Starbucks because other people go to Starbucks. The company has over 20,000 locations. They've got the size and power to compete with McDonald's, in my opinion. McDonald's is struggling to convince parents that their food is healthy. Families and McDonald's is tinkering with the idea that they'll serve you your food in one minute after you order it for breakfast, or it's free. That's, a bit, that's nice, but in the end, you know, Will you get cancer and die, or will you have a stroke from all the salt that's in their uh, their office of perceived bad stuff that's in their food, even if it's not real? So McDonald's has 36,000 locations. Starbucks has 20,000. Kids are sophisticated in this day and age. They're not just looking for the golden arches and a toy. Everyone wants great tasting, high-quality food. Um, I'm a bit of a food snob, and I think people my age or younger are. There's some people who just want a piece of toast, and they don't really care much about it. That's not me. 800-516-1220 to get calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Some other stories in the news today. Subway restaurants drop artificial ingredients from its menu. I have a weird fascination, a strong desire. I want to see what their food looks like in the years to come. Like, I really want to see what their food looks like. I want to see what food looks like in years to come. Anything that's processed is, it's like, they're doing everything they can to say, oh no, not us, um, and try to hide from it. So I think food's going to look different. I saw a picture of the history of chickens. Chickens in the 1950s, 70s, 90s, and 2000s. And chickens have evolved because we fed them so many hormones and biotics and antibiotics and they used to be these teeny tiny little like rat-looking creatures, and uh, not so much now. Anyway, uh, one analyst is calling for $1,400 price on Netflix. He's no chicken. He's basically calling for a double in the next, uh, uh, I don't know what his time frame is, in the next five years. He sees number of subscribers going from $62 million all the way up to $150 million a Holy smokes, I'm coughing. It took the whole two hours to do it, but I did it. Uh, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested and more. Let's get you to retirement one day, one week, one month at a time. I'll talk to you soon. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.